From the Shelter at Home studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas for First Chair. And we are talking about a topic. I'm really excited to be chatting with Dan Hogan today about our junior instructor program. Dan, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Uh, it's my pleasure, George. Thanks for having me. This is a topic I feel is long overdue because I, we all love our junior instructors. I've never heard of anybody who is not appreciative of the juniors being there. Um, but do you feel like sometimes they can get taken for granted, Dan? Um, I, I yeah, taken for granted is uh, probably a, an accurate word choice, um, uh, especially uh, especially in the in the circumstances of, you know, those peak periods where, where kids business is, is particularly strong and, and we have to ask so much more of them. And, um, you know, with larger group sizes and, you know, uh, capacity, uh, you know, issues in, in kids facilities, uh, we really stretch that group, uh, to, you know, to, to do everything that they're capable of and a little bit more. And, um, you know, just by the nature of, the fact that they're they're younger typically and and not um, you know don't have the the tenure uh, and the seniority. I think sometimes they kind of they fade into the background. But in reality, it's you know what junior instructors are doing in teaching kids programs. It's it's the most important work because uh, kids are the future. And uh, you know our our snow sports industry is um, is nothing without reinvesting into making sure that kids today become lifelong skiers. It's the lifeblood of everything we do. And so we need to make sure that these junior instructors have the tools that they need to be able to be successful and feel like they're making a positive contribution to the school and the sport and, and that they're rewarded with, you know, the same kind of intrinsic reward that, you know, all of our instructors come to participate in. And, um, you know, that comes from being successful. So we really need to take a, um, to, to really, you know, take care to make sure that they have what they need and that they're feeling that their needs are being met, um, so that they continue to invest in, in, in making sure that kids have a safe and fun experience where they want to return to skiing and snowboarding and, and, and be hopefully become lifers at an early age. And I mean, I think the same of the junior instructor because we want them to come back. And I mean, what instructor can't identify with, I've got a class of first time four to six year olds and hopefully it's no more than six of them, but I've been teaching for 34 years and we've seen classes up to 12 and uh, we get, you know, 10 of them to go into the bathroom. Little George is there saying, no, I don't need to go. You get them all booted out on the snow, starting the class, and then little George needs to run inside. <laughs> I know it's uh, uh, it, you're absolutely right, and um, and those those kind of class management things are so difficult, and and uh, they only become easier with experience. And the only way you gain experience is by by working through how difficult it is to begin with, and um, you know. So I think that's why it's just so much more important to to make sure that you know, these instructors have those class handling tactics to understand the, everything from the bathroom break to the ebbs and flows of typical energy of four to six year olds or, um, and, and, you know, so that they're equipped to have a strategy to be able to pace their day and kind of stick with as much of a plan as you can with an age group like that so that they can accomplish things. Right. Exactly. Now, how did you come up for the idea of the junior instructor program? 
So we have um, at Wyndham Mountain. We are we have quite a number of uh, of junior instructors that are. Um, we start we start letting them teach at 14 years old, and uh, we have probably 50 or 60 that are 14 to 16 or 17 years old that that work for us most weekends, and um, and that's been a, a long standing uh, culture, if you will. And um, it's fed really well by one of our seasonal programs, which focuses on the 12 to 14 year olds that want to become instructors. And so we really focused on that program this year as uh, as a way where we can integrate what PSIA and AASI is doing with their junior instructor certificate program into what we had already established. And we took that program to the next level by by. Um, matching what what we had already had in place with what PSIA is offering through that junior instructor certificate program in, in the hopes that we can begin to create new employees that are already armed with, you know, uh, more tools and knowledge and skills that, that uh, so they can be successful when they start into the workplace. And then um, we're going to look to grow that by uh, by working with the employees that we have that are in that 14 to 16 year old mix next year and stepping up uh, from the beginning of the season what we're doing with that 12 to 14 year old seasonal group that's preparing to join the workforce when they turn 14. Now how do you get the parents involved in this and get them enthusiastic about the program as well because we've got to have parental support. Yeah absolutely and um, so when we when we took a look at this this year and thought that we had an opportunity to enhance our our junior instructor program um you know we it started with uh myself and our junior instructor coaches and our training manager and we were having some conversations about what we can do to enhance our junior instructor program and and um that's where the idea was brought into you know what would it look like to have uh, all of these kids go through the PSIA junior instructor certificate program. And, um, you know, from there, what we, what we came up with was let's ask the kids what they're interested in and what would they would uh, be motivated by. And one of the things that is a common thread in that conversation is that they're looking for something that they can begin a resume with, um, some kind of accomplishment that they can point to. And uh, what we compete with, uh, and we're fortunate to be competing with this, is that we have a very strong adaptive program that partners with us, a nonprofit. And um, and while we're fortunate to be competing with them, we also uh, we there are kids that uh, come through our program that shift towards the adaptive program because there's the opportunity to have you know community service hours and things like that that are built. And so we saw it as both an opportunity and a threat at the same time that we wanted to, to match to make sure the kids were staying, um, you know, engaged in our snow sports program and getting their, it comes back to getting their needs met. So um, when we're hearing that uh, going to the adaptive program exclusively for this opportunity of community service hours for a resume is a, is a factor. We wanted to be able to present that there's an opportunity to begin a resume with us as well. And it can start by going through a formally accredited by a national organization program that gets you, that earns you a certificate when you complete the coursework. And so we presented that to the kids and parents alike, and the response was uh, overwhelmingly positive. So we have, um, we have 14 kids that have completed all of the coursework this year, and there are six more that, we, that were only an online 
webinar or two plus the letter of intent away from completing it as well. So I'm, I expect that when uh, the whole world kind of calms down and I can get back to my office that there might be some letters that have been mailed to me and, and that kind of thing. And I anticipate all 20 of these kids finishing the program. Um, and then we'll have 20 junior instructor certificates ready to present uh, next fall. Now, you just triggered a question. And is this something that we could get uh, our juniors involved with, with while they're uh, sheltering at home? Can they start doing a lot of this online and not need to get out on snow uh, but at least get the process going and get them enthusiastic about it. Well, there, there's certainly a couple of components that they can complete right now. And um, so we had uh, actually, and it's, it's just kind of a way that the timing had worked out, is the way that we ended up deciding to structure our program. We started the season, after we had kind of a, the strategical conversations, we started the season with um, kind of a mix of, working on skiing skills and kind of understanding and outlining what the season was going to look like and, and an introduction to what teaching skiing looks like. And then that kind of morphed into uh, some shadowing opportunities, both in the, in the children's center with beginners and also with some of the seasonal programs. And it was, and we were leading up to what we had strategically decided was we would anchor things together with the webinars and, and some group debriefs towards the end of the season and um and some and some real teaching opportunities by um by creating some crossover days where skiers teach snowboarders how to ski and things and, and vice versa so um you know we, the the way that we had set up the progression towards the end of the season we had the webinars uh set to be at the end of the season so we did those in a group format right before the mountain closed due to the due to the health conditions that are out there and those that weren't able to um, those that weren't able to get to the webinars on the last two weekends of the season, uh, we have been, our trainers have been reaching out to them and making sure that they have the, the resources and, uh, to be able to get online and complete those. And, and uh, I really have to give my trainers a lot of credit. They're spending some of their free time making sure that their questions are answered and that they can go through the, those processes and they're debriefing with those kids to anchor in the learning just like we did in the group sessions when the mountain was still open. So there's absolutely an opportunity right now, uh, just like PSIA is doing virtual webcasts on, you know, learning connection models and, um, and, and you know, and some interactive uh, virtual coursework. Uh, that can absolutely extend to the kids right now. And I think it's a great opportunity that sits in front of us. Dan, this is fantastic. Uh, how easily or smoothly was it for you to be able to bring in the PSIA program to your area? Uh, well, you know, um, it, it really wasn't that hard um, to, to implement. I, I, I reached out to Nick Heron when we had the idea and, and said, hey, Nick, you know, uh, we, we really think that we've got a home for this year. And what we're thinking is we're thinking about doing this in a group setting. So there were a couple logistical questions that I needed to have answered. But Nick was uh, quick to help out. And and uh, so, were, uh, so were the folks in the national office from member services, really supportive and helpful. So, um, you know, we had a little bit of dialogue on what it would look like to, to be able to do this uh, and, and, and get it off the ground. And, and, um, and that was easy to bring back to our internal trainer team so that they, you know, so that they understood what the guidelines were that the national office was looking for. And then we were able to roll that out to the students. The, honestly, the, you know, one of the challenges in the beginning was um, 
I don't think sometimes adults give kids enough credit for wanting to take initiative. And uh, certainly, um, I think the, the key strategy to overcoming that is to find people that do want to give kids the credit for, for taking the initiative that they want to take and, and championing those people to go out and, and ask the kids if they want to get involved and how they want to get involved and show what the learnings can be. And because that's going to, that, that helps things grow. And, um, also I think it's really important if, if the first couple of kids say, ah, it's really not for me that you don't, that you don't stop. Um, we had 35 kids in the program that were in the junior instructor program and 20 of them decided to take on the course and 15 of them decided that it wasn't, that they didn't want to put that extra work in and that there was more of a skiing focus for them. That's okay. They're 12 and 13 year old kids and I want them to enjoy skiing. The, the, the fact is though, if we had stopped at the first conversation when a handful of kids said, eh, I'm not really sure we might not have had any success, but the reality is. Um, instead of grouping the whole kid, the whole group of kids together and saying they don't want to do this, we go out and we ask all of them. And when we find a few that do and they tell their friends, and all of a sudden it grows, now we have 20 kids that are ready to uh, get their junior instructor certificates and pins. We have 20 kids that have an accomplishment that they can point to. And we have 20 potential new employees next year that are going to go out and teach kids that are set up to be more successful than we've been able to set these, you know, these young employees up in the past. So we really, we're really beginning to grow a different culture by, by taking the approach that we did and sticking with it and finding the right people that could champion it and motivate and inspire the, the group as a whole to move forward. That, that's the key to it. Well, Dan, I think you've summed up well, but any final words you'd like to say in conclusion? This is a really cool program, and uh, we were able to make it work for us. And um, by and and you know one of the things that we we really um, you know we 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 thought that it was important to do the online models as a group, and um, we we by doing that we we created an environment where it was safe for the kids to come and talk about the successes and failures that they had had throughout the season and their learnings. And uh, creating that safe environment for those kids to be able to ideate and share and, and learn from each other uh, really helped with the overall enthusiasm. And I would encourage uh, trainers at other ski areas to look to how you create the learning environment at that age group and how you motivate and inspire that group and show what the impact of the accomplishment is and, and acknowledge the work that goes into it. And those things are so important to reinforce the value that's behind this. Um, this group is the future. And if we spend some time with them and invest in them, they will invest with us. It's a two-way street, but it's up to us to take the lead and, and make the first step and to stick with it. So that's my advice to anyone out there that's trying to start one of these. We're excited to grow ours at Wyndham Mountain next year. And uh, I think we've got a, a lot of positive opportunity ahead of us. Dan Hogan, thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us today about a wonderful topic. George, thank you. Really enjoyed it. From the Shelter at Home Studios in Netherland, Colorado, for First Chair, I'm George Thomas.